0: thank you, choir. thank you all of you who are here this morning it's so good to be a part of direction sunday there we go we got some sound and to be here and to be in god's house i want to welcome you all to be here what a wonderful crowd at nine o'clock And if you are joining with us online, we're thankful that you are here joining with us as well. And if you are here in person you are a guest with us, we would love to have a record of your visit. If you picked up a bulletin, just fill out uh, that card and just let us know that you were here so I can reach out to you. And just thank you for being here. And on the back of that, you'll find a prayer request sheet. Uh, If you have any prayer requests, we would love to, as a staff, to pray for you. Well, as is traditional on Easter Sunday morning... We have a call and response. I would love to do that with you where I say, He is risen, and you say, He is risen indeed. So, He is risen. He is risen. Indeed. He is risen. He is risen. Amen, amen. What a wonderful time to be inside. Uh, we were outside this morning at 7 a.m. for our sunrise service. It was a little bit chilly this morning. wasn't as bad as what all the uh, weather things were saying, but it was a little bit cold. Uh, and so it's nice to be inside and be in the warmth. Also, it's so good to see all of you all in your Easter colors. Uh, I bought a brand new suit this morning. I was proudly peacocking it around, uh, my new Easter suit. And uh, as with all things, the Lord humbled me because the first thing out of Jason Caldwell's mouth was, oh, I see Tar Heel colors. Uh, Yeah, J.W. Croft said the exact same thing when I saw him this morning, Tar Heel colors, yes. So for those of you online that cannot see, at least I'm wearing Duke blue on the bottom, but I will be burning this suit when I get home later (laughs) today. Well, uh, if you would please turn in your Bibles to Mark chapter 15, We're going to be looking at verses 6 through 15. Mark chapter 15 verses 6 through 15 while you're turning there. One quick announcement. You'll notice there are others in the bulletin this morning but the most important announcement is next week uh, we return to our in-person Sunday school classes. Also because of that you'll see that our times of when we will meet are going to change ever so slightly. We're still going to have our eight o'clock service, uh, but now Sunday school will be universally 9.45 a.m., and if you look in your bulletin, you will see all the various places where uh, the classes will meet, and the majority of which will be on the second floor of our education building. So Sunday school will still look slightly different than it normally has. Uh, The classes that you might be familiar with might be slightly different, but we are excited that we are going to have Sunday school from birth to our senior saints all across the board starting next Sunday morning. And then, of course, we will continue to have our 11 a.m. service, so 8, 9.45, and 11 a.m., and I am so excited and so thrilled for that. Well, as we come to this day, uh, I have been praying hard about what the Lord would speak and say, and I recognize that as we come to Easter, there may be some who may be in the building today who may be watching online that have a very simple question. And that question is, why does Easter matter to me? Why does this resurrection matter to me? Certainly it seems that Christians have a very important day today, Resurrection Sunday. So why does this matter to me? And so I really have been thinking a lot about this, and I pray that this sermon is for you today. And as we come to the text, what I want to do is I want to try to paint a portrait of the good news of Easter, the good news of Resurrection Sunday, and I would like to do it with probably one of the most unlikely individuals in the Bible to look at. I would like to try to paint this portrait of the good news of Easter by looking at the life of a man named Barabbas. So if you have found Mark chapter 15, verses 6 through 15, and you are able, will you please stand with me for the reading of God's word? It says this. At the festival, Pilate used to release for the people a prisoner whom they requested. There was one named Barabbas, who was imprisoned prison with rebels and who had committed murder during the rebellion. And the crowd came up, and began to ask Pilate to do for them as was his custom. And Pilate answered them, Do you want me to release the king of the Jews for you? For he knew it was because of envy that the chief priest had handed him over. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead. And Pilate asked them again, Then what do you want me to do with one you call the king of the Jews? And again they shouted, Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Why? What has he done wrong? But they shouted all the more, crucify him. Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. And after having Jesus flogged, he handed him over to be crucified. Let's pray. Mighty heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this day. Lord, thank you for the beautiful sun. Lord, thank you for the opportunity to be in your house. But Father, thank you so much for the empty tomb. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the blood. Lord, thank you that we are saved through the blood of Christ. Lord, thank you that he is alive today. Father, I pray that as we look at this text, Lord, what you've been laying on my heart for so long, Lord, that you would use this moment to answer for any of those who are asking the question, why is this day important to me? Oh, Father, I pray that as we look at this unlikely man, this murderer, this rebel, Barabbas, Father, that we see a portrait of the good news. Lord, this is too much for me. So, Father, I pray that you would speak. Father, move me out of the way so that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart would be acceptable in your sight. O oh, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Father, I pray this in the blessed name of Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as you all may know, especially as you've gotten to know me over these past few years, I like to try to dig into the whys of Scripture. Why are certain things there? Because certainly God has given us His Word, and He could use any words He wanted to. He could put things in and leave things out. And so that which He has chosen to show us is so important. There's always a richness to be found in Scripture and the whys of Scripture. And so today, not only am I attempting to answer the question for those that may be asking, why is Easter important to me? But there's another question that I've been trying to answer is, why is there a man named Barabbas in the text? Why does the Bible mention him in the story of Christ? Why does he keep showing up? And it, it seems like Barabbas may be an unusual choice to focus in on for Easter because really at the end of the day, not much is revealed about Barabbas' life. He appears in right in the passion story and then he's gone. He does not show up again in scripture. He does not show up in any other extra biblical writings. There's no historical account of Barabbas after this point. He just shows up and then he's gone. Yet, he is mentioned in all four gospel accounts. He's one of the few people that shows up in all four gospels. That's unique. To give some perspective on this, the virgin birth is only mentioned in two of the gospel accounts. And we look at that and understand that to be incredibly important, right? So we have to ask ourselves, should we see Barabbas, if he shows up in all four gospel accounts, as important? And I submit to you this morning, yes. The fact that Barabbas is in all four gospel accounts, I think, is very important. And I think the reason is this, is because he very clearly points to the good news of Jesus Christ. See, when we are reading the Gospels and we come to this moment when Pilate is offering to the Jews someone to release and they all cry out for a Barabbas, we are to see something very important in the text. We are meant to see something important in the text. And that something we are to see is this. We are Barabbas. We are Barabbas. There are four things I want to show you today through the text that would point that out but before I do if you would please allow me to be a little bible nerdy for just a little bit uh, I do need to show you a few things before I get to the points that really are going to help make this clear as we go through so let me let me jump and put my bible nerd cap on for just a moment so Barabbas his name Barabbas is actually a Hellenized which means it's a, a a Greek translation of an Aramaic or a Hebrew name so Barabbas in Hebrew is actually Bar Abba Bar Abba In scripture, if you go through it And you look at uh, a name like that Bar Abba You'll see this word bar Scripture tells us time and time again That bar in front of a, a name means this It means son of Some prime examples of this Mark 10, 46 Bartimaeus Son of Timaeus Matthew 16, 17 Simon Bar Jonah Simon, son of Jonah So anytime you see a bar in scripture what comes next is the surname of the family, son of this person, and so we have Bar Abba, and Abba may be very familiar to you are to you all. Abba in Aramaic is father. So Barabbas, if you translate his name, is Bar Abba. It translates son of the father. And this is important. This gets really geeky and Bible nerdy, and I love it son of the father. If you were to go and look at Matthew 27, 17, in some of your translations, you may have this blatantly in your translation. Some of you may have a footnote in your translation of Matthew 27, 17. There's actually a longer reading of that verse, but listen to what it says in some translations. So after they had gathered, Pilate said to them, whom do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called the Messiah? Oh, now that's interesting. Here in Matthew, we get a, a surname, a first name for Barabbas. Jesus Barabbas and Jesus the Messiah. In the Aramaic, Yeshua bar or Yeshua Messiah. Now, when you put that together and that nerdiness comes together, this is what you get. What Pilate is saying to the crowd is he's saying, which Jesus do you want me to give to you? Jesus, son of the Father, or Jesus, the anointed of the Father. So there's something really cool that's going on right there, and that's going to show up again later. But what I want to point out is this, is Barabbas, bar Abba, son of the Father, is to paint a portrait. It's to paint a portrait of us. We are children of God, sons and daughters of the Father. And so the fact that he is there, we are to see ourselves And so with that, there are four things that I want to point out to you about Barabbas and how we can see ourselves and hopefully at the same time answer the question, why is Easter important? So I titled today's sermon Reprieved and Replaced, and there's a reason for that. The First thing I want to point out to you from the text is this, Barabbas the rebel, Barabbas the rebel. If you look again at Matthew 15, verse 7, it says this, there was one named Barabbas, Barabbas, who was in prison with rebels who had committed murder during the rebellion. So here we are introduced to Barabbas, first time in the text. And if you go to the other gospels in the very same way, Barabbas was in prison. He had been arrested. And then we could see the crimes that Bar- Barabbas had done. First of which is, it says that he was part of a rebellion. He was a rebel, he was an insurrectionist. He had fought against the authority of Rome. We also see in that, that he's a murderer. So in this insurrection, in this rebellion, Barabbas has killed people. But not only that, if we go through the rest of the gospel accounts, we have more that's tacked on to Barabbas. We see in Matthew that he is notorious. He is a notorious rebel. So it's not just some guy that Pilate has picked out of the lot. It's not just some guy that the crowd is cheering for. This is a man well-known to the populace, and his crimes would be well-known to the populace. This rebel, this murderer, this notorious criminal, but then John adds something else that's going to come in very important later in the sermon. In John 1840, we see that Barabbas is also labeled a bandit. A thief your translation may also have a rebel so he is a rebel a murderer he is notorious and he is a bandit see barabbas is a bad guy he fought against authority he wanted to tear down rome and along the way he didn't care who he had to kill in the process So Barabbas is set to die. And being a bandit, this is more than a garden variety thief, someone who is taking from other people. This is not a pickpocket. This is not someone who's breaking into homes and stealing your stuff. No, when when Scripture talks about Barabbas being a bandit, what he's saying is the one who steals from authority. They want what the authority has for themselves. And so he deserved to be In prison and Barabbas the rebel is a portrait of us see we were created sons of the father image bearers of God sons and daughters but in the garden in the beautiful paradise that God has created for us so that we would be in perfect fellowship with him what did we do what did our forefather Adam do He rebelled against God. He was a bandit. He decided that which is God and God's alone should be his. And so he took from a tree. And he bit because he wanted to be like God. And in that moment, mankind fell. We rebelled against our good God we robbed from him we stole from him and then from there all of our hearts always turned to evil from there on out some scripture that speaks into this Genesis 6 5 the Lord saw that human wickedness was widespread on the earth and that every inclination of the human mind was nothing but evil all the time Jeremiah 17 9 the heart is more deceitful than anything else and incurable who can understand it and then something that I think speaks directly into bar Abba son of the father the rebel Matthew 15 8 through 19 but what comes this is from the words of Jesus but what comes out of the mouth comes from the heart and this defiles a person from the heart comes evil thoughts murderers adulteries sexual immoralities, thefts, false testimonies, slander. Bar Abba, son of the father, rebel, murderer, thief. See, the punishment for all this rebellion against God is death. We are sentenced to die. Like Barabbas, in prison, facing death, we too, for our sins of rebellion against the Father, face death, the first part of Romans 6:23. "For the wages of sin is death. We are all Barabbas. We have all rebelled. We are all in the prison of sin, and we all deserve death. But praise God. He gave us Jesus second point is this Barabbas the reprieved Barabbas the reprieved reprieved means pardoned look at verse 11 and verse 15 of Mark chapter 15 but the chief priest stirred up the crowd so that he would release Barabbas to them instead and then 15 wanting to satisfy the crowd Pilate released Barabbas to them and after having Jesus flogged he handed him over to be crucified see Pilate who over the course of his examination of Jesus Christ, we see from the gospel accounts, three times, three times told the crowd, I see nothing criminal in this man. In fact, I see this man as innocent. There is nothing to show me that this man has done anything that you accuse him of. He is innocent. Pilate recognizes that there is no fault in Jesus Christ. And he thought this, he thought, I need to offer them up a choice. See, Pilate instituted this Paschal release uh, plan for prisoners. So coming into the Passover, he would release a prisoner to the crowd, I guess, to to satisfy them. And and, and he thought, here's an escape for me. I do not want the blood of this innocent man on my hand, so I'm gonna make an easy choice. I'm going to offer to the crowd this man Jesus who they call Messiah who they call king of course they're going to want him if they're calling him king they want him he's innocent he hasn't done anything and I'm going to pair him with the worst man Barabbas who's a rebel a murderer and a thief this would be an easy choice but the crowd the crowd wanted the rebel the crowd wanted the murderer and here's the thing if jesus had not come that day barabbas would have died but here is jesus innocent no guilt in what happens to barabbas that we see in the text because jesus is present barabbas is reprieved he is pardoned and he goes free We are Barabbas. Romans 6, 23, the continuation of what I just read. For the wages of sin and death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Luke 4, 18 through 19. The Spirit of the Lord is on me. This is Jesus speaking. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor, he has sent me to proclaim the release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed. To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. See, the innocent Jesus has taken away the beaten, it is taken away, and he is beaten for Barabbas. He is crucified for Barabbas while guilty Barabbas goes free. It says that in 15. He, he has Jesus taken away to be flogged and crucified while Barabbas leaves. This fulfills scripture, Isaiah 53 5 and 6, that we, we should hear. Oh, church, we should hear. But he was pierced because of our rebellion, crushed because of our iniquities. The punishment for our peace was on him, and we are healed by his wounds. We all went astray like sheep. We all turned to our own way, and the Lord has punished him for the iniquity of us all. Because Jesus, we are released. Like Barabbas, son of the Father, we are released while Jesus receives our punishment for our rebellion. So the first is this, Barabbas the rebel, the second, Barabbas the reprieve, third, Barabbas the replaced. Barabbas the replaced. If you would please and turn with me just a few, one page over in your Bibles, Mark fifteen, twenty seven. Mark fifteen twenty seven. Also something familiar to us. Mark sums it up very succinctly in one verse. They crucified two criminals with him, one on his right and one on his left. We see in the other gospel accounts what happens with those prisoners and how they interact with Jesus. See, again, a question of why. I've always kind of wondered this. And the Lord really said on my heart something I think is amazing. And I hope it blows your mind like it blows my mind. But here again, in all four gospel accounts, we have this story of the two thieves who are crucified with Jesus, one on his left, one on his right. Have you ever wondered? Have you ever wondered why they were there? Why wasn't it just Jesus? Why were there two thieves also crucified that day? Was was this the day of crucifixion? And Jesus just happened to be there, and so there was multiple crucifixions that day? Why? Well, I think Mark 15, 27 gives us a hint as to why. Look again. It says this, they crucified two criminals with him, one on his right and one on his left. And if you notice in your Bibles, there's probably some asterisk, there's some footnote, there's some something right beside the word criminals. And if you look in the footnote, it's going to say revolutionaries. Thieves is the exact same word used in the Greek that John uses for Barabbas when it says that Barabbas was a bandit, a thief. Here, Jesus is crucified between these two criminals, these two revolutionaries, these two thieves. Remember, When this word is being used, it's not just a thief. It's one who steals and robs from authority. See, what may be happening here is that these two men may be associated with Barabbas. They are all from the same group that rose up and rebelled and were insurrectionists. And it can explain why when Jesus is hanging on the cross, one of the criminals starts berating him and saying, if you're Jesus the Messiah, come down and rescue us because he's mad that Jesus Barabbas is not on the cross. Where is our leader? Why are you here? If you are who you say you are, come down. See, Yeshua the Messiah replaced Yeshua Barabbas on the cross. Jesus literally took the place of Barabbas on the cross that day. Barabbas the rebel, Barabbas the murderer, Barabbas the thief is walking free and Jesus is nailed to the tree. We are Barabbas. And Jesus did the same for us. Isaiah 53, 12, therefore I will give him the many as a portion. And he will receive the mighty as a spoil because he willingly submitted to death and was accounted among the rebels. Yet he bore the sin of many and interceded for the rebels. Romans 5, 8. But God proves his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. 1 Peter three eighteen. the first part of that verse. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring you to God. We are Barabbas. But not only that, not only that, but the neat thing about what Scripture does here can be found in Matthew 27, 54. In that moment, it says, when the centurion and those around him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and the things that had happened because Jesus had died, they were terrified and said, truly, this man was the son of God. Truly, this man was the son of the Father. You see how it all kind of comes together? This is the true Son of the Father. Jesus replaced Barabbas on that cross. Jesus replaced you and me on that cross. We deserve the death, and Jesus took that death. Oh, but it doesn't end there. It does not end there. This is the beauty of God's Word. And as we said, even going into Good Friday when we were doing Walk with the Cross, you probably kept hearing all over social media somewhere. I said, Friday is here, but Sunday's coming. See, we're at Friday right now, right? We just ended at Friday. And it's glorious already. This is the good news. God created us as sons of the Father. We rebelled against him. We deserve death. But the good, That's the bad news. But the good news is this. Jesus Christ has come into the world to take our place. Now nailed to the tree. Blood flowing down. Truly, this was the Son of the Father. But it's not done. So we've already seen Barabbas the rebel, Barabbas the reprieved, Barabbas the replaced, and now this Barabbas the restored. Barabbas the restored. And again, we are Barabbas. Now we don't see Barabbas show up anymore in the text, he's gone. We don't have any other account of him in history. He's just gone. But what Jesus did dying for us and being raised from the dead took a rebellious son of the father and restored the sons of the father, you and me, sons and daughters of the father. We are Barabbas. And restored us to be exactly what he created us to be. That name, bar Abba through Jesus Christ, we are Bar-aba, sons and daughters of the Father. Once again, not rebellious sons and daughters of the Father, but restored to what we were created to be. John 1.12 But to all who did receive him, he gave them the right to be called children of God, to those who believe in his name. Galatians 3.26 For through faith you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, come on. That's amazing. Because of Jesus, Messiah, we are made to be baraba, sons and daughters of the Father. This is the good news. This is the good news of the resurrection. But there is one verse that just brings this all together. All oh, that I'm so excited. I, I hope as you see this, the goodness of God's word. It's Galatians 4, 4 through 7. Listen to what it says. When the time came to completion, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those under the law so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of his Father into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then God has made you an heir. Wow! Abba, Father. Sons and daughters of the Father. Because of Jesus, we can truly be Barabbas. The Barabbas that God has always wanted us to be. A Barabbas restored. Sons and daughters of Abba. Where we cry out to him, Abba, Father. And praise be unto God for Jesus Christ who took our place on the cross. Praise be to God the Father for Jesus Christ who bore our shame and our beating. Praise be to God the Father for Jesus Christ who is alive today that the tomb is empty and he sits at the Father's right hand interceding on our behalf. So that through the Holy Spirit, we can cry out, Abba, Father, and praise to him. And we are given an inheritance that is never fading, never perishing, always, forever, eternally in heaven with him. So that when we die, we do not die. We go and we are with our Father, and we are restored to how he created us prior to the fall. Bar, Abba, sons of the Father. Oh, come on. That is good. Praise be to God. And this is why Easter is important. You and I were all sinners. You and I all deserve death. You and I were created to be gods and we rejected him. And God, in his love for us, gave us his son who replaced us. Us, the undeserving, perfect son, who humbled himself even to the death on the cross, replaced us so that we might be made sons of the Father, once again. I want to give you a closing thought as we come to a, a time of invitation and decision, a time of introspection. I told you. But in Matthew 27, we have this long reading. Some of the manuscripts have Barabbas' first name as Jesus, Yeshua bar Abba, and Yeshua the Messiah. Here's the closing thought I want to give you. Today, which Jesus will you choose? The crowd had a choice between two Jesuses. They chose, in that moment, a Jesus that looked a whole lot like them they chose a Jesus who was a murderer they chose a Jesus who was a rebel they chose a Jesus who was a thief see they chose a Jesus that they thought would be what they wanted him to be see if you go back to Palm Sunday here comes the Messiah he's walking into Jerusalem and they're laying palm branches before him and, and they're praising his name Hosanna and then Days later, they cry out, crucify him. Why? Because he didn't overthrow Rome like we wanted him to. So we're going to choose the Jesus that goes and kills people to get us what we want. We're going to choose a Jesus that looks a whole lot like us, a Jesus made in our image, a Jesus we can control and a Jesus we can demand. But it's also a Jesus that will send you to prison and to hell. So the choice before you today is like the choice before that crowd. In one of the most terrible moments of Matthew, Pilate says, I, I wash my hands of this innocent man. And the crowd says, may his blood be on us and our children's children. You can choose the Jesus that looks like you. You can, you can go through the scripture and say, I'm going to tear out all the pieces that don't, I don't like. And you will go to hell, or this day, today, you can choose Jesus the Messiah, who will redeem you, and and He will clean you, and He will make you into the Bar Abba, God has always wanted you to be, not the Bar Abba, who lives in prison and rebellion, prison of sin with the wages that are going to be death and a crucifix in the future. No. He gives you Jesus because he loves you. Will you choose life today? Will you choose the risen Savior? Will you choose Jesus Messiah? If that's you today, all you have to do is admit that you are a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ will rescue you and confess his name. Say, Lord, save me. And don't cry out for Barabah. Let Jesus make you into the Barabah God has always wanted you to make. If that's you here today, what we're going to do in just a moment is this, something unique for today. We're not going to have our traditional closing hymn and an invitation. We're going to worship. I'm going to pray, and the choir is going to come back up. In fact, choir, as soon as I start praying, you all make your way back up here. We're going to sing and we're going to worship as we close today. But there's always an opportunity. If Jesus is stirring in your heart today, melting your heart, and wants to free you from prison, you Barabah rebel, to make you Barabah son of the Father, you come forward this morning and receive him. Come talk to me. You can talk to me, you can talk to Vern, you can talk to any of our deacons. There's plenty of an opportunity to. But come forward today. If you would like to join our church, we would love to have you be a part of Mint Hill Baptist Church. You can come forward and we'll do that. If you would like to pray, this altar is going to be open. You can pray. But I'm going to pray right now. and What the Lord leads you to do, you do. And, and don't delay. As we sing, we're going to sing two songs and we're going to worship. So, so you may have food in the oven right now. I'm sorry, it's going to cook for about ten more minutes. But let's praise Jesus in this moment. Amen? Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the good news of of Christ. Father, thank you that we are Barabbas, set free and restored. We were a rebel, but Father, we've been reprieved. Father, we were a rebel, but we've been replaced. Father, we were a rebel, but we have been restored all because of Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray in this moment, in this, this hour, Lord, the choice is before someone. And Lord, I pray that they choose life, and they choose hope, and they choose an eternity found only in Jesus Christ and none other. And Lord, I pray that you would work and you would move as you always have. Lord, these are your children. Lord, restore them through the shed blood of Jesus. Pray this in his strong name. Amen. Will you please stand?